Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today, we will be discussing the UCLA number 20, I want to say four ranked UCLA Bruins football team who are undefeated and a 2-1-0 and we're going to keep this train rolling, you know, and, and like I said, we play on us, not Coastal Carolina, but North Carolina Central, I believe, next. So that is pretty much, you know, the gist of our preseason games. <laughs> you know, we played North Carolina, uh, no, Coastal Christian, and then we played San Diego State on the road, and then we played North Carolina Central this week. So I'm really happy, to be honest, because I think we found a quarterback, you know, not only for now, but for the future. Um, And we'll talk about these first two games, like I said, even though, like I I think they're just pretty much preseason games, glorified preseason games. Um, And that's what people wonder why that, you know, in the college, you know, they just, they don't play, they don't have a, like a preseason these games are preseason games, essentially, you know. Um, that's why good teams look bad in the beginning of the year, and then they turn around and look better at the end of the year. And so, you know, UCLA is, you know, like I said, these first two games, as, you know, now they have a quarterback. They First game I went to, you know, against Coastal Carolina, uh, yeah, he looked bad, you know. They won the game, obviously, but it was 14 to 13 with in the fourth quarter, you know, and, you know, I think that they would, you said they was kind of figuring out their team. Uh, and I think that's pretty much what happened. They were trying to figure out their team, you know, Ethan, you know, Ethan started because he, you know, he was the returner. And obviously the freshman Dante, uh, Dante Moore came in. Did excellent, seven for twelve, you know, one hundred forty-three yards, two touchdowns, and interception. But Ethan, like I said, he didn't have a terrible game, but had two terrible turnovers. You know, one interception he threw literally like he just threw it as a punt and threw it in the air, and they, you know, obviously caught it. Now, the rushing was, you know, was 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 good. You know, TJ TJ Harden and Carson Steele both had seventy-six yards. Uh, Carson had 13 carries. Uh, TJ had 11 carries. They both was at you know seven and six yards a carry, so they did excellent. Everybody else, not so much. Um, but who led them in receiving was Jay Michael. You know, I can't even, I don't want to even mess up his name. (laughs) You know, he uh, just called him Jay Michael. 
he obviously led led the team with you know five receptions for 136 yards and a touchdown. Looked really, really, really good. Uh, I was like, he is going to be good because, like I said, we have UCLA has some speed on uh, on definitely defense and offense. They just had to have somebody to put it together, you know. And I think you know with the freshman quarterback, they kind of do now. Um, on defense. Darius did really good, had nine nine tackles, you know, seven solo, uh, tackle for loss, you know, did really, really, really good. Uh, like I said, the defense was okay. You know, I think they, their corners is going to be, you know, interesting to see when they do play the better Pac-12 teams who can throw the ball, the Washingtons, the Oregons, the SCs, you know, the Colorados. I mean, if you look at the Pac-12, they have eight teams that are ranked right now, eight out of 12 teams. And, you know, it's ironic, to be honest. It's super ironic to see that the final year of the Pac-12, the Pac-12 was outstanding. You know, they have two teams in the top 10. They have three teams, was it three teams in the top top 12, or four teams in the top 15, actually. And, you know, eight teams overall, which is insane, like I said. Colorado is number 18 in the country. You know, Dion, they, they won one game last year. One. And every game Colorado played, it was a blowout. It was a stat game for the other team. <laughs> so only thing that was terrible about Colorado, I mean, not terrible, but like terrible that happened for Colorado was that Joseph Dye, uh, Dye from SC, hurt his, broke his leg or something that, you know, one of the last games of the season against him, which kind of sucked. For you see for SC the rest of the year, but yeah, I just thought like you know Deion Deion Sanders, Coach Deion Sanders just went from nothing to where he you know literally all these transfers, basically the whole team is transfers. Uh, they might have had a couple guys who stayed, but like got rid of almost everybody at the school, and just brought his son in, brought you know Travis Hunter in. Uh, they have been sensational, you know. But we're going to get back, you know, like I said, back in the Pac-12 sensation. Like I said, uh, even, the, like I said, even UCLA's top 20, top 25. Um, now Arizona State lost, so they're they're out. Um, but you you have UCLA, you have Oregon, Oregon State, uh, SC, Washington, uh, you know, Colorado, like I said, Colorado, so. Yeah, they have a lot of good teams this year. Utah, you know, that's just seven right there. So uh, I think that this is going to be the gauntlet this year. Like, everybody plays everybody, too. Um, now, what UCLA did with the schedule is, you know, coach made sure that he got, you know, got some good wins, some easy wins, and got the team's confidence going before the Pac-12. Kind of what Alabama does. They always play some team that you never heard of. You know, usually like Middle Tennessee State Tech, beat them by a hundred, and then you know, and then play the SEC. Now this year they played Texas in the second game of the season and lost, and not only lost, lost at home and lost at home by double digits. You know they lost at like by twelve points, ten, no, ten points. You know to Texas at home by double digits. So it just goes to show you like these early games, team ain't looking that good. And this year, for the first time in a little bit, I think there's there's great teams. There's no dominant team. 
Like Georgia, I felt that if Georgia played their best game last year, nobody was going to beat them uh, just because they were so dominant defensively. They had eight or nine NFL guys off the team the year before. They had eight or nine NFL guys or 10 NFL guys. I think it was, maybe it was 15. It was ridiculous, uh, you know, these last couple of years. And like I said, it showed that in the – now, or uh, Ohio State played great last year and they, and they challenged them, but – uh, in the in the you know in the final four game that could that game went either way, that was the national championship game because the national championship game against TCU was just terrible, you know it was basically show what TCU really was, which was a fluke, <laughs> you know you know how some teams they you know they come from you know like obscurity they go undefeated they're not really that good but they go undefeated and then they go against a juggernaut. It was the same year that happened to Notre Dame when Notre Dame went undefeated. And they ended up playing Alabama and got housed by like four touchdowns, that Manti Teo team. Like, it was good good heart, good guys, but not really a lot of talent. And Alabama housed them. Now, now let's get back to, you know, UCLA. Like I said, that game, the first game, they ended up winning 27-13. But it really, really, really wasn't that good of a game. I thought that you know, they the, the the quarterback struggled throwing three three INTs between the two of them. And the team just had no direction. So I was really interested to see game, you know, the second game. You know, I think uh, you know, Dante you know, Dante Moore, he had some good things that happened that game through two touchdowns, and I think that Chip Kelly made the right decision by going to him the second game. And basically the second game, he just dominated. <laughs> um he played really good, had a really good game against San Diego State. And like I said, San Diego State uh, was a good team, really good team. Yeah, so like I was saying before, I think that having all these teams in the Pac-12 that are doing great, especially at UCLA, that's a good thing, you know. And uh, I'm – 100%, you know, with it. I hope they all make good bowl games. I, I want the Pac-12 to go out with a bang just because, you know, like the Pac-12 is just, it's like no other conference because it's it wins in every sport. And, like, you know, some look, SEC is great, you know, in this football conference, obviously, with some decent basketball teams. But the Pac-12? Water polo is national championships. Soccer is national championships. Softball is national championships. Baseball is national championships. Football, we're you know you know we're good. Basketball, we're good. You know, like I will miss the Pac-12. I'm not gonna lie, I will miss the Pac-12 because there's so many great teams, players, stories. The greatest player in the history of basketball, college basketball, and the NBA, in my opinion. Uh, Lou Alcindor at UCLA, Kumadu Jabbar in the pros. Um, you know, from in my group, Baron Davis to Russell Westbrook to Kevin Love, Toby Bailey, uh, Ed O'Bannon, Charles O'Bannon. Like, like I don't even want to get into like all that. That well, I could be here all day talking about that. You know, but I really want everybody to kind of really do well this year. <clears throat> but like I said, you know. We'll get back into the game, you know, game number two for for UCLA, which they played. They went to San Diego State, and San Diego State was undefeated. They were 2-1-0. 
at the time. And really, like I said, they were playing pretty good. You know, and UCLA went in there and just gave it to them, took it to them. You know, their defense played really well. The quarterback really, really wasn't a thrower, but he, you know, uh, you know, Jalen Maiden, you know, he threw for 19 for 37, 196 yards, one touchdown, but three interceptions. You know, they didn't really win the ball well. And UCLA, like I said, their defensive line, stout, stout, you know, really, really, really put a lot of pressure on them. You know, I don't even know, I can't even say his name. Uh, Ominikefu. <laughs> Sorry, I'm butchering your name, but you obviously had 10 tackles, seven solo tackles, did really well. Um, you know, they had Darius, Darius had a sack, you know, Lato had a sack. I mean, you know, they did, they had three sacks as a team, two interceptions, Mr. Johnson. You know, like I said, they just had a wonderful defensive game plan, you know, that game. So they looked really good. And like I said, Dante, you know, Dante had a great game, threw for three touchdowns, almost three, basically 10 yards away from 300, 17 for 27, just played great. You know, in the running game, TJ, TJ Harden, you know, only had nine carries. He ended up with 91 yards, 10 yards a carry. You know, Carson still had 12, 12 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown too. You know, like they, you know, like I said, even my boy Anthony, Anthony Atkins came in and had five yards carry, you know, so they, they, their running game was on point. He had 254 yards rushing, 296 yards passing. Like I said, it's in a dominant, dominant game. Like I said, this week they will be playing North Carolina Central, you know, and like I said, it's the last game before the Pac-12 starts. And literally the Pac-12 starts with UCLA with a bang in Utah on the 23rd. So let's get this last win. Don't nobody get hurt. So we can, you know, we can go into Utah 100% healthy and ready to go. Because like I said, they started off with Utah, who was ranked number 12, and then Washington State, who was ranked number 23. And then and then they go to number, at number 16, Oregon State. So first three games against currently ranked teams. Uh they play at Stanford, which should be an easy win. Then they go, they play at home against Colorado. Uh, then they go to Arizona. Then they have the big game on November in November 18th at SC. So like I said, they play five ranked teams, you know, and all in the Pac 12. So we're gonna see what, what UCLA is about this year. They, and like I said, like going Utah's gonna want revenge because you know UCLA beat them last year. So we're gonna see what UCLA is about. I, I I said that they can win nine, nine, ten games. I think. Um if they just, you know, come together, play hard, and do their thing. Uh, you know, and they in in these flip games, you know, at Utah, uh, you know, Washington State, you know, at Oregon State, uh, you know. Colorado, you know, like you just Colorado at home, those kind of things. Um, I think that, like I said, they they really can have a really good season. I think UCLA can have a 10-win year, I think. You know, the freshman's only going to get better and better and better every game. So I'm not going to want to – they're not going to want to see UCLA, especially towards the end of the season. So 
we'll see what happens. But I wanted to, you know, like kind of just put that, you know, I'm that I'm proud of the team. And after next week, they'll be three, you know, they just take care of business. Like I said, it's North Carolina Central. And just really like don't mess around. Don't, you know, that come out there, take care of business, handle it and win. And it'd be so they can be three and all going into Utah and then Washington State. <laughs> like it's like, it's not going to stop. It's just basically it's like boom, 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 boom. You know, three out of first game, three out of four first games is ranked teams. Utah, Utah on the road, Washington State, then Stanford, then Oregon State, which is like number number 16 too. So like I said, it's going to be great. I'm excited. We're going to see what happens. I'm excited. Uh, but thank y'all for listening. You know, I appreciate y'all. Um, I will be back next week with a new guest, or a special guest, somebody who UCLA fans should know. And like I said, he he's excited to come on next week. It's a surprise. I don't want to tell you. You know, uh, you're gonna have to be surprised when you you know you check you tune in to uh, next week because uh, you know got a new surprise. Like I said, he could be my co-host. Uh, for the rest of the year and uh, we're going to see what happens you know I think you know see how he likes it we just want to get his feet wet next week and uh, I'm excited for it you know you'll see he's a blast from the past <laughs> but thank y'all for listening you can follow me at Travis W. Reed uh, that's R-E-E-D on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on Facebook uh, also on Facebook uh, I have you know, I have my athlete's journey page is officially up. Also on YouTube, you know, looking uh, just to, to subscribe to some, you know, my an athlete's journey page. I have that now. That is up on YouTube officially. If you go to my Instagram page, uh, it's in my like bio. It just click on the click on the link. Uh, Travis reading athlete's journey that is up now. Um, you know, the, the athlete's journey is up, so you can follow me. And like I said, Believe in UCLA, uh, you know, is obviously up on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, and other, other, other streaming platforms. So thank you all for listening. And like I said, I will see you all next week with a new guest. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.